Anytime Studios in Hastings, Minnesota. This is Anytime Health Radio. Here's your host, Marty Flanagan. Welcome to Anytime Health Radio. I'm your host, Marty Flanagan. So what is Anytime Health or AH Radio? Well, our goal is to be your source of information and inspiration. Uh, We have the director of Anytime Health Health with us today, Mr. Brian Zentner. Hello, sir. And so why Brian Zentner, why Marty Flanagan, or why are we doing AH Radio? Well, myself, I've been in the industry fitness professional for over 18 years, and I'm very passionate about helping people obtain that optimal health. Uh, to Being on a road to better health, I think, is a journey that, that we are on daily. Mr. Brian Zentner, you are... I am a dietitian and a strength coach and a board-certified sports nutritionist, and I have the same passion that you do for health and wellness and getting people uh, to that end, but I think we do it via different pathways, and I think that's why it could be interesting moving forward, because I want to come on here uh, as often as possible to uh, ruffle your feathers, rattle your cage a little bit, and, uh, and just throw something different into the mix. If in case you're wondering what that actually means is... uh Mr. Brian Zentner is very much boring. I am not. <laughs> I prefer the path uh, myself of trying everything else besides before going to the doctor, whether it be oils, whether it be vitamins, whether it be minerals, whether it be cleansing. I believe that all that stuff has a place and can bring you to better health. And I believe you might be nuts, but we'll That's discover fine. that as we as move long forward. As I'm not we'll, a peanut. we'll see. Not right. a peanut. That would be a legume. Well, peanuts are not necessarily been proven to be good for you. It's an undigestible nut. Oh, okay. All right. I digress. So (laughs) what are we looking at for Anytime Health Radio? Anytime Health Radio, where are we going? What are we doing? How often are you going to be able to hear from us and tune in? Well, AH Radio, you're going to be able to see here weekly. Uh, AH Radio is going to have, uh, you'll be able to see on the video blog on anytimehealth.com. You're going to be able to follow us on Twitter. Uh, Being your audio resource for living well, we are going to bring you guests uh, that are respected. We are going to bring you guests that are know what they're talking about and have research behind them, not just people that are just thinking they know what they're talking about. So we're going to be also, uh, we're going to kind of sift through and bring you quality people. And that's one reason why Mr. Brian Zentner is going to be here helping us too. Yeah, it's going to be a fun ride, man. I'm very excited about it. And our, our first show, which uh, is, is, I believe we really knock it out of the park with this one, is Miss Suzanne Summers talking about her book, Sexy Forever. And she goes through a variety of different topics in this interview in regards to uh, chemicals and toxins and cleansing. And uh, when it comes to her own personal struggles that she's faced, the interview was only supposed to last 20 minutes. And Miss Suzanne Summers actually graciously gave us over 40 minutes of her time that was completely unexpected, but she did not want to get off the, the phone and did not want to have the interview end. So she went on and on. So it's, it's a, a, a great interview. Uh, and I encourage you to tune into the whole thing. Hi, Miss Suzanne Summers. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I, I you know, I just want to say welcome to anytime radio, you know, uh, I, I kind of want to let you know a little bit about who is listening on Anytime Radio. We have the potential to reach hundreds of thousands of people through Anytime Radio, and there's no holes barred. We can talk about 
whatever you want to talk about, there's no restrictions um, when it comes to advertisers or breaks or anything. We can pretty much go in any direction you'd like to go in today. Cool. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, first, it's an honor, obviously, to speak with you, and not just because of your accomplishments, obviously, in, in Hollywood, but because you've been an, uh, a women's advocate, a champion of women for so many years on, on, on women's health. Thank you. And uh, it, as I was able to dig in further and read more and more about you, it just became more and more just impressive on the amount of knowledge that you have in regards to when everybody threw a question at you, you were able to respond back with some great stuff. And uh, it just became more and more. I was like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. You've really done a lot of work to learn more and more about great health. Well, it's a, it's a passion, and it's certainly not something you choose. It chooses you. I um, I think it all started with menopause. I think the word that was everyone was afraid to mention, the word my mother never mentioned, because women of my mother's age, um, when they would have a particularly bad menopause, they would be sent away. And when I was a child, there were certain mothers who had been sent away that you just never questioned it, but you knew something went wrong with their mind or something, and you didn't ask about it. And I think of all the women who were warehoused in sanatoriums because of um, the lack of understanding of menopause. And some women go through it more easily than others. Others have a very difficult time. I had three years that I really um, kind of hit rock bottom where I at times would think this isn't worth living. And I am an upbeat, happy person. I love every day. I love my husband. I love my children. I love what I do. I had no reason to um, feel this way. But hormones are who you are. And when we start declining in them, and we women lose 90% of our hormones over a two-year period, so it's so in our face. You suddenly can't sleep when sleep was always something that was just a given. You... um, have terrible body uh, symptoms, you know, night sweats and hot flashes that are so embarrassing and and um, itching and bloating and, and um, irritability um, and uh, lack of desire sexually. It, it all just hits you at once. And you lie around thinking, what happened to me? So I went from doctor to doctor to doctor, and finally I was offered every drug, Prozac, for my depression, anti-anxiety pills, sleeping pills, um, blood pressure pills, cholesterol pills. I remember at one point I said to the last doctor I saw, really, are you joking? Is this the best you have to offer women? So I heard about an endocrinologist who understood hormone replacement uh, with natural hormones. I sent her my blood work. It was two hours away from my house. I drove like a maniac up to her, and she looked at my blood work, and she said, oh, you poor thing. And I said, what? She said, you have no estrogen. She said, you must feel terrible. I said, I do. I, I, each day is a struggle, and I've always been a happy person. So she said, I'm going to start replacing um, hormones in you naturally with bioidentical hormones. She said, you'll feel better right away, but I can't give you everything you need right away. And I said, why not? She said, well, it took a long time to drain out, and so we're going to have to put them back in slowly. But in the meantime, you'll be feeling better and better and better, and you'll call me with every symptom, and then I'll know when to up your dose. So that's what we did. It took the better part of a year for me to finally reach what I know now as the sweet spot, and I got me back. And I was never had to take any drugs 
I, I now sleep eight hours a night. I'm upbeat and happy. My brain is, is working beautifully. My bones are strong. I have no bone loss. I had lost bone at that time, but by replacing estrogen and progesterone, which replaces the um, bone-building uh, uh, business in your body of osteoclasts and osteoblasts, um, I have now no bone loss at all. Um, my libido is back, my energy is back, my vitality is back, and I got thin again. And um, once I reached that, I thought, I have to, I have a louder voice. I have to share this with any woman who will listen, and they have listened by the millions. And, you know, the majority of the listeners that are going to be with Any Time Health Radio are going to be women over the age of 35. That, mm-hmm. That's the majority of the million members that Anytime Fitness has, the majority are women over the age of 35. So the things that you're saying are going to ring true, obviously, with a lot of Anytime Health listeners. So your book, Sexy Forever, How to Fight Fat After 40, um, you know, I've been walking around the office, you know, digging into your book and reading things, and um, I agree with so many things that you have through your book, and it's in life. My, my wife and I have been living for quite a long time with the chemicals and in fighting, you know, nature with nature versus, you know, uh, added medicine. And, um, you know, there are so many good things through the book, I, I can't even really begin to touch on all of them. What are what are some of the things that you would like to make sure people pull, when they purchase your book, they pull out of Sexy Forever? Well, first, the misnomer that this wouldn't um, apply to 35-year-olds. They need to, women need to understand that they are losing their hormones 10 years earlier than they once did. So where it used to be 45-50, it's now 35-40. So that's very important to understand because we get our cancers in perimenopause, and it's a a passage that is literally uh, brushed away by most doctors. Oh, you're probably in perimenopause. That's when you start thinking about this. And if you want to age well, you've got to start thinking about it now. So there are a number of things um, why women are gaining weight and are losing their health around this time, around 35, 40 years old, and uh, and it continues on as you live. One is uh, you're starting to become hormonally imbalanced, so that has to be rectified with non-drug hormones. The second is you've got to understand that the planet has changed and that the planet your grandparents grew up on, where I always hear this, oh, my Grandparents drank and smoked and ate anything they want, and they were fine. Well, they lived in a different era, not at, nowhere near as much stress, and no, uh, none of this uh, environmental assault of toxicity. They didn't eat organic food because there wasn't such a thing as organic food. No one had ever thought about putting poison on our food. So a lot has changed. We have pesticides on our food. We have genetically modified food. We have soil that is depleted, food that is no longer as nutrient-dense as it once was. Uh, We clean our house with chemicals. We put uh, cosmetics with chemicals on our skin. We wash our hair with chemicals. We spray our houses for bugs and pests with chemicals. We put chemicals in our swimming pools. We put fluoride in our water, which is a chemical and and, um, has so many deleterious effects. It would take a whole show to talk about fluoride. So what I'm trying to do in Sexy Forever is to make you understand that you are under this environmental assault. What you need to do to detox your life, your house, your body, your skin as best you can, putting reverse osmosis on your uh, kitchen faucets and in your showers and bathtubs, 
um, and change the filter every three months because the fluoride eats right through the filter. So imagine what it's doing to our bodies. It's a, we're at a tipping point now where we're so bombarded with chemicals that younger and younger people are getting cancer in epidemic proportions. So undo the layers one at a time. You don't have to go throw everything in your house out. But the next time you go to buy shampoo, go over to the organic section. Why? You stand under the shower in the morning. That hot water is beating down on your head. It feels so good. All the pores are opening up. There's your brain sitting right there, and you go and put on a chemical shampoo and wash your hair, and that's, that's going to go right into the pores, into the bloodstream. It's around your brain. What are we thinking? Next time you go to buy laundry detergent, instead of the one you've been used to all your life with that smell that we love, that smell is chemical. And so go over to the green section and just try it. Next time you buy a cleanser, go to the green section. Next time you... Um, you know, have a bug or a, or a, a mouse infestation. For instance, I live in in a, in a mountainous area in the desert, and I get mice in my kitchen because I leave the door open. I went to the hardware store. I got peppermint oil. I put peppermint oil all around the baseboards. They hate it. They hate this peppermint <laughs> oil. They come in. They leave. They don't come back. But you have to do it every month because the new crop comes in who, who's never smelled it before. A natural way, first of all, your house smells like a candy cane, but secondly, it's a natural way to get them out of your house without using a chemical poison because the more chemicals we take in, the more fat you need to store it. So I was thinking today, in third world countries, the poorest people in third world countries are skinny because they, they can't get much food, so they're skinny. In America, the poorest people in America are the fattest. Now, why is that? Because they have no access to real food. They buy most of their food at convenience stores, and there is no food in convenience stores. It's all chemical. It's big gulps and diet sodas and soft drinks and microwaved hamburgers and packaged uh, dinner mixes, and there's just no real food. So when you see those images of those huge, obese bodies that you think, how can they even walk around? You have to understand that what all that obesity is, is toxins stored in the fat. The more toxins they take in, the more fat they need to store it. The more toxins, the more fat, the more toxins, the more fat. So it's not um, how much you're eating, it's what you're eating that's making you sick and fat. And it affects the brain so much. I, I was a, a friend of mine called me last night, um, and she suffered a stroke. And uh, a, few, a lot of years ago, and the doctor said that she would just never be able to run again, that she would never be able to use her right side like she could before. And, and she continued to get overweight. And, you know, she's in her 40s, and she was sharing about how much weight she's just lost. And, she, you know, my wife was tearing up over the phone with her because she was talking about how her mobility is coming back and how she ran for the first time in how many years. And yeah. this gal is so involved with the medical community, and, and it just so happened that she came, through, came by this article that talked about how exercise is actually changing and how your brain is allowing your body to move and work and rewiring itself. It's actually proven when you start to have physical activity, lose weight, your brain actually starts to retrain itself on how, it, how your body works. And also, uh, every cell in the body has a little energy center in the middle called the mitochondria. 
And in order to activate that mitochondria, it needs oxygen and hydration, water and air. The only way you can get oxygen and hydration into the cells is by exercising. You have to exercise. The body was made to move. So if we just sit sedentary, you're going to lose your vitality. And look at our, I look at what's happening to our seniors today. They have no energy. You, you can, crossing the street, they look, they're bent over. They have no energy. Every step takes so much effort because they're not exercising, because they're on too many pharmaceutical drugs. And the aging, as we presently know it, is depressing. What I hope to do with my books and, by example, the way I live my life, is to turn around that paradigm and make aging aspirational. What if you could access the extra 50 years that we're all going to get now because of technology, but during that extra 50 years have a brain that is working, have bones that are strong, have energy and vitality, um, be a productive member of society, be sexual, be... um, Uh, energetic right up into the end. It's possible, but it requires the right fuel and it requires exercising and it requires a constant vigilance over toxicity. And if you do that, and it's very possible, and I I am walking my walk. Um, I have switched over. I grow my own organic food. I know not everybody can. I can afford organic food. I know not everybody can. So that's why in this book... I list the most sprayed food, the least sprayed food, and how you wash it and what you soak it in so that you can remove the toxins so that you can essentially take your sprayed food and make it organic in that sense as best you can. Um, there's, I'm sorry. There's one question that you continue, one thing you, you say a lot, which is the number one question asked on the Internet. Yes. Uh, how do I lose fat after 40? It's because it's as though your body betrays you from 40 on. You used to be able to get out of, if you wanted to get in that dress Saturday night, you just didn't eat for a couple of days and you could lose five pounds, no problem. And from 40 on, you can't. But it's because of the hormones and the toxic burden. And then there's a third component, and this is a huge one. And this resonates with a lot of people. What if the reason you can't lose weight is that you've been ingesting a food to which you are allergic or intolerant? And so I write about these tests that is provided to my readers by Life Extension. And uh, they, th- these tests, their uh, blood and stool tests, will be able to identify if you have any food allergies or food intolerances. Like gluten. My husband uh, took the test and found he is severely gluten intolerant. He lost 18 pounds over a three-week period just by giving up gluten. And... Um, Gluten intolerance is on the rise right now because there used to be 80 different strains of wheat, but they've now, and so the gluten was negligible in, in those 80 different strains. Now they've engineered our wheat down to five major strains and the gluten content's off the chart. When you are ingesting a food that is essentially a poison to your body, like gluten to so many people, all the energy of the body is used to process that food and the uh, rest of the food that you take in is not uh, being digested, so therefore you're not getting the nutrients out of, it, out of it. So you can be eating well but be malnourished. And because you're not getting the nutrients, your bones get robbed of the minerals uh, that it needs, and you, uh, gluten intolerance eventually can lead to severe osteoporosis. So 
what you can tell if someone's gluten intolerant if you've got a puffy face and when you were a kid you didn't have a puffy face. Now you have a puffy face and often the belly gets puffy but kind of hard, not soft belly like um metabolic syndrome but hard like a yoga ball. And um so that's an indicator. The other indicator to say for instance a low thyroid is missing the outer third of your eyebrows. Now why do you care? Low thyroid, thyroid is the fat-burning hormone. So if you don't have the hormone that's responsible for burning off your fat, it doesn't matter how much you diet or how much you exercise, you're not going to lose the weight. So those are all the things that I explore in here. I took the same test I was talking about, and I'm thin. I found that I am allergic, violently allergic to eggs, I, I egg whites and egg yolks. I gave up eggs. I lost 10 pounds in two weeks. So maybe it's a food. You know, for anyone listening, maybe you've been eating something that you don't appear to have any reaction to it. Like for me, now that I'm not eating eggs, I have more energy. I I, uh, I just feel better. I'm not bloating at all. I was having trouble with bloating, and I couldn't figure out what. It couldn't have been the food I was eating. I was eating so healthy. So that's real interesting. And the other thing that I tackle in this book is gut disturbances. And you and I both know uh, all disease starts in the gut. So if you don't keep your gut healthy, you're setting yourself up for disease later on. And how many women complain about bloating, about constipation? How many men are talking about acid reflux? They're all on, um, you know, Prilosec or, or um, uh, what's the other one? Provocal, I think it is. Um, those are Band-Aids. They don't heal what the problem is. The problem has to be healed in most cases with uh probiotics. The gut problems, uh, in the most part, stem from overuse of antibiotics in our younger years, which destroyed the flora balance in the gut, so that it eats up the good stuff, leaves the bad stuff. The bad stuff is left to overgrowth. It ferments. That's what the bloating is and, and constipate. It's all because of this overgrowth of the bad bacteria which eventually gets to the point where it starts eating through the lining. These little yeast eat through the lining of your gut, creating leaky gut. And when the toxins create these little holes in the gut, uh, I, I mean the yeast, the toxins leak out, and that's when we're, why we're getting so much autoimmune disease, uh, MS, fibromyalgia, uh, lupus, where you never used to hear about these diseases. So get your gut healthy, which is simple, um, not simple, but replacing probiotics. And for people who have candida, and there are tests you can take to determine if you have candida, if you really got gas and bloating and discomfort all the time, regardless of what you eat, at the end of the day, if your stomach's all bloated up, you probably have candida. And there's an easy test with that by just spitting in a glass with water in it in the morning, and if it's really stringy, I know it sounds gross, but if it's really stringy, that's a really clear sign that you would have a candida issue also. I didn't know that. You yeah, so if you get up in the morning, you fill a glass up with water, and you spit in that glass with your don't drink any water. Right. Just fill a glass of water up, spit in that glass right away in the morning, and if it's really stringy, like through the glass, you have a candida issue. I didn't know that. Oh, well, this, everybody, everybody, that's a home test everybody should do on their own. Because I, I remember my, I knew Dr. Atkins, and he said to me this many years ago, he said, People, uh, my patients who have the hardest time losing the weight are those with candida, and it's like a it's like a a battle they can't win. And it takes about three months of heavy uh, probiotic use uh, and 
um, there's something called uh, Candy Gone, meaning uh, Candida Gone, by a company out there. there there's a lot of people that, that they have um, uh, capsules for uh, Candida. It takes about three months to clean up a gut that has Candida, and then your weight loss will be very rapid. So these are all the things that are in your way, which when you diet, you'll, you'll lose the weight, but it'll come right back again, and it becomes this frustrating thing. If you clean up uh, the toxins, balance your hormones, find out if you have a food intolerance, and clean up your gut, you'll find it so easy to stay thin from that moment on. I do not battle weight at all anymore because of all these things. And you say something that says, in your book, it says fat is a language. Fat is your body talking, screaming yeah. to be heard. Yeah. And the yeah. number one it's, question that we get inside of, with all of our members that we have and we have through Anytime Health, the number one question is uh, by ladies on tips to lose over 100 pounds. So I this this book that I was going through and your book, Sexy Forever, How to Fight Fat After 40, it, it's a guide. I mean, there's so much educational stuff in here. There's so many things in there that, that everything you're talking about right now, we, it's not even the tip of the iceberg compared to what's inside Sexy That's, Forever. Well, um, you know, I'm always turned on by science, and we weren't meant to diet. The The human body is supposed to have three... Uh, substantial meals a day, and we shouldn't be constantly denying ourselves food. Food is the fuel. You just have to know what the right fuel is and feed your body well, treat it with respect, sleep it, walk it, rest it, um, eat real food, anything. If you can pick it, pluck it, milk it, or shoot it, that's real. If it doesn't fit into that criteria, stay away from it because it's going to make you fat, and it's going to make you sick. And you also have a website that has a ton of good resources on it also. Every day. It changes every day. Sexyforever.com. And um, like um, what are we talking about today? I, I, people your are blog no probiotics recently, today. In your blog not too long ago, you mentioned vitamin C, IV drip, and how the FDA is kind of going after that. Unbelievable. You know, I want them to stay out of our medicine and our, our bodies. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, if you're concerned about genetically modified food, uh, you need to write to your senator or congressperson this week because they're going to push through a bill to genetically modify alfalfa. Now, cows eat alfalfa. And I read a uh, two lab reports last year when I was writing Sexy Forever on lab rats fed exclusively diets of genetically modified soy and corn. All of them developed organ failure, organ damage. Half of them were sterile. Half of them died, and the ones that lived had strange aberrations like hair growing between their teeth and hair growing around the organs. There, There is not sufficient nutrition in genetically modified foods. So this is what they want to now feed our cows, which will have a deleterious effect on organic meat, organic um, milk, cheese, etc., butter, I, it's just it's yeah, it's not even including that how they how they showed how E. coli can actually be fixed in cows by just changing, letting them eat what they're naturally are supposed to eat versus the feed filled with all the junk. Yeah, over a few days you can change it, but they instead they inject the the cows who have E. coli with drugs and antibiotics, and then that's what we eat, and then the antibiotics get into us, and if we eat cows that are eating genetically modified 
alfalfa that's going to get in us. I see it as threatening humanity, and I, I, I'm greatly disturbed over the lack of understanding of those who are uh, in places of, of, um, of uh, leadership in our government, that they're making such decisions without having a background in it. It, it really is quite disturbing to me. I, I have grandchildren. I, I, I think, what is going to happen to you? But it's just like when you uh, you mentioned in your book, which uh, I actually was aware of, and it really sends me sideways when I, you know, when I read this, and then I read it in your book also, which is how they hide MSG and how that's hidden when you mm -hmm. go out to eat. I mean, MSG is still there; they just hide it through broth and through other things, and they hide right. it still in our food. Right, um, uh, hydrolyzed soy protein, natural flavor. Uh, it it can be hidden in so many ways as uh, because we all are on to, oh, we don't want to eat MSG now. So they found code ways to to include it by tricking us. Same thing with cosmetics. You know, our babies are now born with, um, they did a test of cord blood across the United States last year. Our babies are born in the United States now with 287 different toxins upon birth, 180 common to all of them. Oh, my God, this is terrible. Then when they send the babies home, in the hospitals, they're all given a little gift bag of this lotions and powders. I used to put the same stuff on my baby. The, this lotion and any cosmetic has, that has the initials ETH in it, that's code for chemicals. So in the baby products, it's sodium laureth. That's in a lot of women's cosmetics. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sodium laureth? It's kind of, kind of sounds like might be bay leaves or something you know, healthy something. and wonderful. <laughs> something that's chemical. good for you or smells pretty or something. Right. No good. Chemical. It's like a, there's a commercial out that um, uh, the woman of the house sprays this spray all around the house, oh and all word. of a sudden everybody in the house is happy because it doesn't stink there anymore. And I, I watch this commercial and I think, you just sprayed your house full of chemicals. Why don't you get a, a bouquet of fresh lavender? It'll smell much better and it'll be healthier for you. But it's insidious. We're so used to chemicals that we accept them as a part of our daily life. We use them. It makes life easier. It's more convenient. But at, at what cost to us? And, and that's, you know, as a, as a fitness professional myself for the past 18 years, the, the, the biggest thing I always do, people always, well, it sounds like so much work. And it, it actually is not a lot of work. You just right, have I to learn. To, I always say to people, it's a lot more work to be sick. Oh, if you know a sick person, you know what their life is with all the daily struggles to just breathe or all the doctors. And so, you know, people ask me, well, what do you do? Well, every morning, the first thing I do is I have a um, glass of water with a half of a lemon squeezed in it to get my liver going, to get bile production going. Every doctor I interviewed said, start with lemon water. So I do that, and then my husband makes me a, a, my morning cup of coffee, which I love. And while I'm waiting for that, I start rubbing on my hormone creams, estrogen on one arm, two weeks of the month, progesterone on the other arm, a little DHEA, a little testosterone every day. That's done. Those are my hormones. Oh, and I take my thyroid. Okay, I'm done with my hormones. Then I exercise, and um, after I finish exercising, whether it be yoga or um, free weights, and, and um, I have a few machines where I do cardio, or we walk. We live in the mountains. We walk up in the mountains. Then I have breakfast, and with my breakfast, I take fiber, I take my probiotics, I take my supplements for the day, and that's 
pretty much what I do in the morning. And then at night I take my supplements and put hormone creams on again before I go to bed. Maybe that's a lot of work. I don't think it is. It takes maybe, I don't know, total of a half hour out of the whole day to feel this good and to be this healthy and have this much energy and sleep eight hours every night. It's worth it. You know, and you mentioned you keep mentioning you've mentioned sleep a few times, and yeah. and and you know, I myself had an opportunity to disconnect for a while, uh, in about a week, to just not have to do anything. Wow! And it was amazing the how I felt after that week because I was able to get that seven to eight hours of sleep. It dramatically changed how I operated and how I operate right now, and how I how I value sleep. So do I. I um. You know, my husband and I try to not go out more than twice a week. And on the nights when we're home after dinner, I I start getting our, ourselves ready for bed at dusk. I turn the lights down. I light candles. Uh, it's romantic, but it's also for a reason. There was another study I read about cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone, and cortisol is what cortisol is what wakes you up in the morning. And it's uh, if you are in extreme stress, your body produces cortisol. It's it's an upper. Look at it like your natural amphetamine. It's an upper. They did a study where they put test subjects in a completely black room, except they put little pin lights on the backs of their knees. All of their cortisol went up. So you got to sleep in a dark room and cover your computer lights with duct tape and, and no light at all, and you'll sleep so much better. I can't sleep with any light anymore. So I start lowering the lights around dusk. I light candles. I um, make a nice dinner, play music, and after dinner we go upstairs and I start my bath and I fill the bath. And often I use Epsom salts. Remember old people used to use Epsom salts, but... Epsom salts have a lot of magnesium in them, which is very calming. And also, you know, women are so constipated. The magnesium in the Epsom salts will make you go to the bathroom in the morning really easily without any, any taking any laxative or anything like that. And that's why old people used to soak in Epsom salts. They knew stuff. Epsom salt is fantastic. I mean, Epsom salt is really, I mean, it's, a, it's very, very good for you. And it actually, when you sit in Epsom salt, if you get out of the hot tub and your body is, like, pulsating, Yes. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I, a couple times a week I use Epsom salts. And then I, you know, get into bed and keep the lights low and don't watch anything violent. And I find that it's really easy for me to go to sleep now around 9.30, sometimes even 9. I sleep till 6, 6.30. It's fantastic. It makes you, you know, if you're healthy, it brings out your beauty. And we're all beautiful. And uh, people who sleep well and have health just look great. They look vibrant. That's why I called it sexy forever. When I say sexy, what I'm really meaning is health. It's just that it's not as good a title to say healthy forever. You know, it sounds like a song we've heard too often. Sexy forever is health and vitality and energy and glowing skin and glowing eyes and shiny uh, good hair and nails and skin that still has some elasticity in it. That all comes... From health, so you're describing your picture on the cover. <laughs> well, I I feel as healthy as that picture on the cover, and I I am so happy that I embrace this. And I think I, you said, how did this all start? Menopause and then getting cancer. And for many people, the worst thing that happens to them can be the best thing. I use this like judo. 
I remember standing back from cancer saying, what have I done in my life and diet that I've played host to this disease? And I realized I hadn't taken diet seriously. I thought I was eating well, but I ate a lot of stuff at television sets with, you know, Cheez-Its and all the the chemically fake butter and all. I didn't, it was just mindless. I was thin. I didn't think about it. I just ate it. So I decided that uh, from cancer on that I was going to balance my hormones, not take their chemical poisoning, and eat as though my life depended on it. And last year when I wrote my cancer book, uh, Knockout, Doctors Who Are Curing Cancer, one doctor I interviewed, Dr. Nick Gonzalez, he, he said, you know, if you give cancer what it wants, it'll leave you alone. I said, what does it want? He said, it wants a detoxed body, and it wants good nutrition. He said, a lot of my patients still have their tumors 15, 17 years later because they take their diet seriously as though their life depends on it. And somehow, I just knew in my gut when I was diagnosed that that's what I needed to do. So, Diet is everything, and it doesn't mean you don't have to eat great. I eat great food. You can see by the recipes that are in there. I eat great uh, food, but it's all real food, no chemicals. And you you went through some radiation, uh, and so you had a little hydrochloric acid or HCl issue too, didn't you? Yes, and for me, I'm not giving anyone any advice. I got frightened into radiation. It's a choice I would not make today. I don't feel for me it was necessary. But anyway, that's my personal choice, not trying to sway anyone. But what they don't tell you when you're undergoing radiation, um, they don't tell you that it can burn the inside of your esophagus like it did mine. And they don't tell you that, by the way, uh, once you're radiated, it knocks out your body's ability to make hydrochloric acid for life. Well, without hydrochloric acid, you, you can't digest your food. Uh, and I was after I had radiation, I had terrible nausea and stomach discomfort, and um, they put me on, uh, uh, I think it's, I keep forgetting because I was on it for a very short time, Prilosec, and I felt awful on this. And in writing my books is when I discovered that it knocks out, I think it was Dr. Jonathan Wright who told me in Breakthrough uh, that um uh, radiation knocks out the hydrochloric acid and that you need to replace it for life at each meal. So with each meal now, just as though my body was still making it, I, after I take a couple of bites, I take my three tablets of betaine HCl, hydrochloric acid, and that um, allows me to digest my food. I no longer have acid reflux, which is what happens when you have... Um, uh, no hydrochloric acid, and you know acid reflux eventually becomes esophageal cancer or throat cancer. So it's very important to get on top of this. So if you only, if the people listening learn one thing, uh, if they've had radiation, make sure you replace the hydrochloric acid with each meal. And it's um, unfortunately something you're going to have to do for life until they come up with something better, which they may. You know, my, you know one more thing. My mother yeah, no, was ahead. blind, and I remember asking Jonathan Wright. Uh, if it was genetic, I was very worried that I would lose my eyesight. And he said, you'll be surprised to know where macular degeneration originates. And I said, from uh, not wearing sunglasses or depletion of the ozone level, he said, no. He said, it starts in the gut from a lack of hydrochloric acid. My mother was blind the last 20 years of her life. And, you know, now that I think about it, she was always burping. She was always bloated. She always you know, was holding her stomach. She didn't have any stomach acid. You know, there's a, 
there's a, the number I told you the number one question, which was tips to lose 100 pounds. The number two question and is how do I get over the thought that everybody's laughing at me in the gym? What kind of advice do you have for a lady that is feeling that? You know, weight is so humiliating. We live in a society that reveres, um, you know, unattainable bodies. You know, our models are 16 years old. And it is it it takes uh, if if I were carrying around that much weight that uh, it, it was to the point where I was embarrassed to go to the gym, I would either engage with a therapist to help me build my self esteem to give me the credit for wanting to change my body. And if you just can't make that leap to go to a gym, then you've got to really. Uh, have a trainer if you can, which most people cannot, or watch one of those television programs or order one of those um, uh, infomercial programs where they get you in shape and take it seriously. And, and you can do it. If you are eating real food, if you are addressing the issues that I address in Sexy Forever, you take one of those um, courses with a fitness trainer or go, if you can't get yourself to a gym, you can do it. You can do it. Everybody's got a slim body underneath there. Well, and I know that we, you've given us a lot of time, and I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you. You always have a platform to come on Anytime Health Radio and talk about whatever you would like. I, I, I literally could go for hours with you through your book <laughs> and, and continue to talk about everything. It's uh, there's there's so much good stuff. It, it's like I could. I, I mean, this is what I for the past 10 years of my life had been getting into with all the chemicals and avoiding that. And my daughter was, I was reading the chemicals off to my daughter last night. And she goes, oh, I know that one. I know that one. I know that one. Because we talk about trying to avoid those things in our food. So right. is there great. Any... You're educating her. Yeah, How great it, what you're doing. This is a great service. I you know, have a uh, privilege to have this time. It, it, our, our mission is to have be a source of inspiration and information. And what, what we're doing today, Ms. Suzanne Summers, is going to go on our uh, through our, our, our basically being our library, our blog, to where over the next how many years, hundreds of thousands of people have the opportunity to to listen to what you're saying right now. And, and the, there's so much good stuff through this book. It actually can be used as a guide. It really can be used as a guide, not just a not just a read, but actually a guide to a, to better health. Thank you so much. And and uh, for people who want more information, go to sexyforever.com. Well, thank you for your time today. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. I can say that now you've been the number one interview that I've ever done, and Richard Simmons <laughs> comes in at number two, but you are number one. He's a doll. Next time you talk to him, give him my love. <laughs> I will, Thank you sure. so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Miss Suzanne Summers. That was a great interview in regards to her book, Sexy Forever, How to Lose Fat Over 40. You know, anytime health Radio is you-driven. We want to continue to add guests on Anytime Health Radio that's going to, that are going to help bring information and inspiration to you. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Anytime Health Radio on AnytimeHealth.com, your audio resource for living well. Uh, thank you for tuning in today, Mr. Brian Zentner. Any last words? No, it was a great interview, and this is just the beginning, folks. It is. We're looking forward to a, a, a successful, healthy future with Anytime Health Radio. Thank you.
Anytime Health on Twitter and Facebook and Anytime Health for AH Radio updates. Subscribe on AnytimeHealth.com or through the iTunes and Zoom stores. Have a question or topic you'd like covered? Send them to radio at AnytimeHealth.com. For booking information, contact Tara Dosh at booking at AnytimeHealth.com. The show is brought to you by Anytime Health and Anytime Fitness and is produced by Travis Carletta.